Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and you found a fun and secret time capsule from my baby son. Each episode, I sit down and chat with a special guest about friendships, pop culture, parenting, and whatever strikes my fancy. Really, the end goal is to make sure that when my son does eventually discover this, he's thoroughly embarrassed. In the meantime, I'm not quite sure where each episode or where the show is going, but getting there should be half the fun. Hello, listeners. So we've got a two-part mini-episode this week. Part one is Allison and me talking about uh, Weston's first birthday and surviving the first year of parenthood. Part two is just a fun chat about Allison and my third great love, wine. Weston, you got anything you want to say? Hello, hello. Yep. Okay, it's on. Yay! (laughs) We're here again. I know, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, um, cheers. Cheers. That was a wine glass and a coffee mug clinking together, because Jason's on decaf coffee right now. It's true. I am winding down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. What wine are you drinking tonight? Uh, Tonight I'm drinking uh, Clendenin Family Vineyard Gertzmeiner. Uh, and it's pretty good for a good smear. It's dry. It's great. Terrific. And it pairs well with birthday cake. What, what a great segue. Yeah. Um, that we are talking about Weston's birth week. Yes. Is, is one year week. old. So we just celebrated a, a year milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling? Tired, but so joyful and happy and content. A little nostalgic. I don't know, all the good things, really. But it, it was definitely a long, a long week. Right. No, I, um, I guess this particular podcast episode is inspired by the fact that Lucy asked us how we were feeling after Yeah, um, yeah. So Lucy, one of our previous guests yes. from our PEPS group. We might air this this week, though. So, oh, okay. Um, so it's a little ahead TBD. of. Oh, yes. sorry. I didn't want to ruin it. Sorry, Lucy. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, she was at Wes's birthday party yesterday and asked us about how we were feeling after a year and that Wes was turning one. And I think we both looked at each other like, oh, we hadn't even stopped to think about that or even reflect on it. And we didn't really know what to say. It's true. And this week, this month, the last probably four or five weeks, you know, I've had to work a bunch of days and weekends. Mm -hmm. I still have to work this Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. You were really busy at work, too, and then we were in Texas for your family reunion, Mm -hmm. so we just, it's been go, 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 so we have not had a chance to reflect or even, like, sit down and record one of these episodes for a while. No, it's been, it's been a while, yeah. So, so yeah, um, I think you texted me last night when I was out that, um, you know, Mm -hmm. at this time last night, or this time a year ago, you know, you were eating dinner and things like that, I mean, do you have... Well, I had my contractions first. We were at the hospital. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think all of a sudden I realized where we were a year ago and how much things have changed for us, both on a personal level and then on a marriage level and then as parents and watching a human develop in front of our eyes. Uh, and it just... It felt so big and I couldn't find the words. I struggle now to find the words to encapsulate it um, and be able to articulate it for 
someone else um, to understand just how much has happened over the last year. Because I don't know about you, but I get the question all the time of like, how does it feel to have a one-year-old or how was the first year of parenting? And I just never know what to say other than like, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but I feel like there's so much more uh, to describe and not enough time to do it in. What about you? I would say I feel less tired than definitely. Um, when we compare and contrast like what our friends with like mm -hmm. a one month old are right, going through right. in terms of the crying and the yeah. constant eating and the pooping and the get up every. Mm -hmm. Well, I meant the whole year of parenting. Oh, the makes whole year tiring. Right now, no, I am much less tired. I feel more refreshed and full of energy now than I ever have in the year of parenting. But as a whole, when people ask about the year of parenting, it makes it's me just that we survived. I um, don't have any rose-colored glasses when it comes to nostalgia. I guess yeah. it was really hard. I mean, yeah. we've we've talked about in the previous podcast episodes how it was really hard. And mm -hmm. having edited the, these together, I've certainly heard us talk mm -hmm. about how difficult it was. Like yeah. the three month, the six month, the nine yeah. month. Yeah, I would say so. I guess I would just if you're ever feeling like oh we should, it was wasn't that hard. We can, you know. I think what Jason was about to say was, if we ever think about having a second, should <laughs> we should definitely revisit the earlier conversations. Okay. I'll say what has been exciting probably in the last couple of months, because um, I don't think we've recorded in quite a while. Well, at just least a it's been a, yeah. It's been a month or so. Um, is that Weston has started to crawl yeah. in the, within the last week, mm -hmm. and he's eating solids like crazy now, mm -hmm. and he... I'm pretty sure like in a week or two, he's probably going to be walking. Just, yeah. I, I feel like he, we kept, probably for the last two months, kept saying he was ready to crawl and mm -hmm. really, really ready to crawl. And now he's like crawling, but mm -hmm. really crawling just so he can stand up. And, yeah. Like, he yeah. can support himself really well. Mm -hmm. and he's happy like standing he's and... Like climbing everything. Yeah, he's climbing a ton of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like... He'll be walking pretty soon. So mm -hmm. that's been exciting um, that he, I feel like he's a lot more independent, like mm -hmm. where he can actually go and get toys or like, obviously it's a lot more interesting to crawl around. And I feel like we've baby proofed or toddler proofed a lot of our house already so that I don't feel like nervous about him like getting into things because mm -hmm. our previous, <laughs> our previous toddlers have destroyed yeah. <laughs> things or gotten into stuff. So um, yeah, it's been it's been exciting. And um, I think the thing that I'm really excited about was um, on our way back from Texas because it was such a weird time shift and n none of us slept well on the plane that mm -hmm. um, our son's internal clock shifted. Thankfully. Magically shifted. <laughs> Magically shifted. For the better and not the worse. So he's going to bed around 7, 7.30 and he's waking up around 5.36. Six, yeah. Which is... It's like the sweet spot of sleep, I <laughs> yeah. feel like, because it's... Not too late, not too early bedtime, and not too early, and I feel like there's not a too late waking up, but mm -hmm. um, it's really that perfect niche of sleep time that works well for us. Yeah, it's, so it's been good. It's was hard when he was up at 4, 4.30. I mean, it's all relative, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, because we just got done with probably a two month or two and a half month stretch of him waking up at, well, it started at like 
four forty-five, five o'clock, but it just kept getting earlier and earlier. And some days it was four a.m. And I think there was one day he was up before four a.m. And I drew the line. I was just like, I am not getting out of bed right now. Yeah. So those are really rough because like our bodies, like you and I can only go to bed so early like, yeah like I was falling asleep at eight o'clock during those times but that was mm-hmm. hard to do to get like everything done yeah before we went to bed or just even to be social mm-hmm. and with, with even with you like, yeah I was, I was asleep at eight yes so it's nice to be able to like go to bed at nine and fall asleep at nine thirty ten. yeah still get an okay amount of sleep uh, an okay amount of yeah. seven seven ish hours of sleep yeah so yeah that's been good mm-hmm. um I guess just in terms, it, it was really nice to um, review the video, the year-long video of Wes that mm-hmm, we had. Mm-hmm. So thank Lucy and Brett from our PEPS group for suggesting. Yeah, Brett that. introduced us to it, and I'm very thankful for that because it's so fun. Every week, actually, well, most weeks, Jason and I will review the past week of videos that we've compiled. Uh, and then whenever I am feeling nostalgic, I can watch any moment of time. And I'm thankful that Brett introduced us to that. I do have some sad news. So I exported the video and I posted it to Facebook. Um, uh-huh. What you didn't see because you were at work was then my phone went berserk and it started posting oh. that video every 15 minutes. Oh, no. And I tried everything and I had to both uninstall one second every day and the Facebook app on my phone. So unfortunately... I lost like every little bookmark. Oh, the confirmation! Yeah. Oh no! It's a little sad. Oh, that is sad. I guess you could always redo it if you really wanted. I mean, I exported the video, so you I, have it I saved. might, I might just be yeah. like, "Year two, year here two, we go. here we go." <laughs> That's true. Uh, it might might benefit you to only have one year at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but my phone does not have nearly as much storage as That's you. That's true. So I, I was about to say, should I do that too? I don't think I could. No, it's fine. Okay, save um, everything. Yeah, so it's it's been good. He um, he's definitely more of a person now in terms of like uh, he was mm-hmm. before, but now mm-hmm. he's can have some very strong preferences in terms of whether he's hungry for solids or for liquids mm-hmm. or he's finally letting us know what he wants adamantly mm-hmm. and letting us know what he doesn't want, uh, and he would wine and things before when he was hungry but now it's like no I want that and I'm hungry for this and not that and um, I want to move and and walk uh, now and I don't want to be carried or I think he's starting to raise his arms like I want to be picked up um, or I want to climb like I feel like he's starting to develop his own way of communicating with us I was reading a little bit on parenting websites about year two. So I, I think you and I had just been so strongly focused on surviving this first, first year. First year, yeah. Because we knew from every other parent that we'd heard that the first year is really hard. Right. So I like I had just been focused on like, let's get to year one. And then for year two, I'm like, oh no. Wait, we haven't <laughs> what, what, I don't thought know. about this at all. Should we be thinking about it? Should we be planning? We have no idea. Right. So we've got the Wonder Years book. So uh-huh. we should probably keep reading that. But I've requested some stuff from the library in terms of like mm-hmm. the, we're doing library research west for sure just... <laughs> the emotional life of toddlers yeah like that. we'll see what's available <laughs> on hold <laughs> your future upbringing is determined by the book availability at our local library <laughs> for sure and i'm just looking at our bookcase now i think we've got a couple other things the zero to five book that we got from peps so we've got 
some stuff, but yeah. I remember feeling very well versed for the first year about reading up about what your next steps were and things like that. Right. But like, shit, man, after walking, I don't know what's supposed to happen except that he's going to get a lot more moody. Yes, moody tantrums, I've heard. More teething. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I feel each month he has new personality that's coming out. And it's interesting to see him with our other peps, friends, babies that are of similar age mm-hmm. and see how differently they move around and use their bodies and interact with each other. Like it's adorable to me how much Heidi is smiling and, and crawling all over, um, but wanting to stay close to our parents and then I love how Ren just like army crawls whenever he decides he wants something um, but he also likes to share and interact with the babies around him and then to watch Wes who seems totally oblivious to other people or pets around him and just kind of doing his own thing and wanting to stand and play with water <laughs> and I don't know he kind of just marches to his own tune sometimes yeah, I'll be curious to see how that develops. I mean, he really enjoyed the older older toddlers with our former neighbors. Yeah, that's true. He enjoys watching older kids play right now. I'm yeah, I'm really curious next time like he and I go swimming or something like mm-hmm. that just because since he's much more mobile, if how mm-hmm. how that'll work. Right, right. I, I assume he'll still love swimming. I mean, we to be fair, we went swimming like 2 weeks ago in Texas and mm-hmm. he continued to love that. Yes, he loves the water. Who knows, maybe he will be a swimmer. Time will tell. How much do you swim now, Wes, as you're listening to this? Splash, 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 splash. splash. Kick, kick, kick. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about his birthday party? Uh, I would just say from a perspective of party yeah. with mixed like parent friends and our older friend, our previous friend group and, mm-hmm. and things like that, it was a much more six, successful party. Yeah, I feel like successful party, not... I think we intentionally didn't invite a lot of people, even though we wanted to invite a lot of people. Just wanted to keep um, those numbers down. Just wanted to keep it down because Wes doesn't usually deal well. And even then, I think it was still a little tough for him, but he generally handled it a lot better this time around. And I think we did better, too, of not trying to overdo it yeah. and plan too much. And he wasn't flipping out. He wasn't, yeah. like, past nap time. Right, right. Um, Thankfully, he had napped well. I enjoyed the different ages of kids that were there because we had you know a two-year-old and then a lot of um, babies slash toddlers that were Wes's age and then um, almost six-month-old baby and then a five-week-old baby and what was interesting wasn't so much the kids but what each parent (laughs) was was talking about um, and how they related to each other um, about previous nap experiences or feeding or what rocker thing had worked for them and you know because you you assume that what works for your baby will work for the next baby and it's so not true and I'm so sad that Adrian Ashley with their five-week-old daughter Rose the rock and play just is not working for her and it makes me so sad since it worked so well for Wes and I wish they could you, you know utilize it more and get more sleep so but yeah just talking to each other about different stages and experiences yeah it's been good I mean I think 
I feel like reflecting on our six months. Six months? No. How how long was Peps? I think it was four. Four months. Three and a half, four months, something like that. Twelve weeks. It was twelve, 12 weeks. weeks sorry. Um, just reflecting on that in terms of how much was similar mm-hmm. and how much was dissimilar about mm-hmm. our baby experience mm-hmm. was really helpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe that we don't meet as often or talk as often, but I feel like as each baby gets a little bit different um, and we're not talking as, it it seems like, not that we're growing farther apart, but that we're having different experiences with our kids Um, and seeing what's important to each baby or their parents. You know, I like hearing about how Lucy lets Luna touch all the plants. I hadn't even thought of that. I was like, oh, I should let you touch the plants. But then I see Wes like grabbing all the grass and shoving it in his mouth. And all I can think about is pesticides. <laughs> um, and then, you know, watching Ren and, and Star together or, um, I don't know, just seeing, like having, seeing pictures of River um, with them gardening in the backyard and just like different experiences that are, babies are going through together true we i think wes and i had a small breakthrough because i let him play a little bit in the grass closely monitoring while i was watering our tomato plants yeah and this was the first time where he wasn't like shoving the grass shoving the grass in in his his mouth mouth. oh i don't know whether he's just been like well fed enough now that maybe (laughs) we've caught up to his desire for solids now that he just (laughs) that maybe it's safe to like stick him outside or yeah but yeah i would love to get him outside a little bit more just it'd be nice to be able to do a little bit of light yard yeah. maintenance. I've yeah. been focusing a lot on the backyard, getting things ready for our party, and just because that's mm-hmm. where we spend a lot of the time. Right. But definitely noticing the front yard is a little out of control. <laughs> so it's just. It's I've, I've been just kind of walking past our front yard, even our backyard to some extent, and just like maybe it'll fix itself on its own. <laughs> you know, like Seriously, if no. I just keep walking past it, eventually it'll turn into winter and things will die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The oh man, I, on a separate note, feel always so guilty that I am not one to find joy in yard work or doing things like that. And yet I really want, like when I see other people's yards and their garden areas, I I always desire that and want that, but then whenever I look at my own yard, I'm just like, ugh. One thing is the crush of we don't have as much free time, too, and not to say that our parent friends are... Have a lot of free time, yeah. A lot of free time, either, but, I mean, we... You work more than 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. I I have worked more than 40 hours a week the last Mm -hmm. couple months, for sure, so just this crunch of very little free time, and then Wes, Wes not being... Well, to be continued, Jason planted some tomato plants, which is the most, I'm going to say we've ever done, but in reality, Jason always does these things. But I am interested to see the end of the summer if, we have, <laughs> if we're eating tomatoes yes. during one of these podcast sessions. Uh, yeah, I will eat it on, yes, I will eat it live if, if and when <laughs> if and it's when. successful. Um, I if just, I don't kill it by overwatering it. I'm just scared that, kind of like in Ferdinand, um, I spent like our very first summer there, like planting a lot of like herbs right. and stuff like that yeah i remember that year two nothing 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 happened but i feel like um i mean the amount of herbs that we ate versus like how much to toma- how many of johnny's tomatoes we stole oh no our neighbors. If, 
if these plants actually produce edible fruit, we will be eating and enjoying them. And come April, May next year, I'll be like, when are you planting those tomatoes? <laughs> will I help you with them? Probably not. But I will, I will encourage you to yet again. Well, hopefully, now that I mean, the planters are filled with soil, I think as long as I take care of the soil over the winter, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. I mean, you just mulch it and like compost yeah. and add some more fertilizer. Yeah. Um, and now this podcast turns into gardening 101. Gardening with Jason. Um, I just think we should fly out Diana once or twice a year to whip us into shape and tell us what to do with our gardening. Oh, uh, well, I will throw some money at when it's time to like get that raised planter bed or mm -hmm. really want to continue building a shrub wall to replace the fence that will eventually fall down. It's definitely near the end of its 30 year lifespan. I'm surprised it hasn't crumbled yet. I know. Um, yeah, and I'm curious to see what our new neighbors will be like too, because yeah. we'll need to talk to them to yeah. replace that common fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know whose side it is or whose it is, but I don't know. anyway. We'll edit this. <laughs> to be continued. continued. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other feelings. I, it was just, I, I guess I do just remember how hard it was. I mean, even like around the New Year's when oh, the genesis of this podcast about finally having like enough time to take care of myself and like mm -hmm. of us but then not trying to resume social life or just even right. getting back into shape and it's it has been wonderful to like I guess I feel like with every developmental stage of Wes for this first year I've been able to like reclaim a small part of myself or Your, ourselves yeah, yeah so that's been nice I know I had a breakthrough moment I don't know how to describe it it felt so amazing and yet simple where it was a day where I think Wes had slept a little bit later and I put him down for his morning nap and pretty much for several weeks, months before this, anytime I put Wes down for a morning nap, I would lay down for a nap myself. It was just like part of my routine because I couldn't make it through the day if I didn't take a morning nap when Wes napped. Because you were up, so I mean, you were up you before. Were up before <laughs> so like, come... Um, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, it was like, I, I already need a nap. Um, and the other day I put him down for a nap and I realized I wasn't tired. Like I, I didn't need a nap. And I was like, oh, I can make it through the day. I think I had regrets later actually, because <laughs> I, I think maybe I still do need a little reprieve, but um, it felt amazing to be like, oh, I got enough sleep at night that I don't feel tired. Um, that felt amazing. But I feel like a lot of my feelings at this one year mark have been thinking about how much change has happened over the last year and dealing with that change and looking at that change from where I, I started, where we started, where Wes started and where we all ended up. And it just seems so incredible how much change has happened both good and bad, overall good. Uh, and I almost feel very separate from the person I once was, but, yeah, but still very, you know, I'm not, I'm not that much different, but it just feels so different, the place that I am right now than where I used to be. I just remember this time last year, I mean, it was so hard with like you pumping all the time or like you had so much mm -hmm. anxiety about breastfeeding or yeah. like... It was hard for all of us, mm -hmm. I mean, both less with lashing and, but like you, I think you were so 
tense about it. Yeah. It was it was hard, I think, for all of us. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of the on top of that, I mean, that we were all up every two or three hours, like mm-hmm. no no one could sleep through the night. Yeah. Because you were yeah. pumping or feeding and yeah. all these things. So it was just hard. I know. I wonder if I were to do it a, a you know, like in my mind, if I were to do it over again with Wes or with another child, could I be more relaxed now that I've gone through it before? And I, I really think I could. Uh, and now coming out at the end, the end of a year, I can look back and be like, you know what? Those things weren't really that important to be so hard about and so critical over Right, because you were like hand washing all your pump parts too. This is like it was just like kind of nuts in terms of, yeah. Like... Or I think for me, not so much the hand washing because we actually dishwashed a lot of stuff. Um, but for me, it was the like I needed to pump every two hours. So I needed to, you know, do it this time. And I got really anxious when I'd come downstairs and someone was feeding him a bottle and I hadn't breastfed him yet, and I was just like, ah, like. I need to keep up my supply. I was just so concerned about these things. And although those things, you know, to some extent are important because you want to be able to feed your baby, it was a detriment to be that, I don't know, so strict and worried and stressed about all those things. Yeah. Yeah. It it was hard. I mean, I know it was hard for you and just, Mm -hmm. it was hard for I think everyone else too, right? Because yeah. like we're trying to help, but it, it was it was hard to help me, yes. Because I I didn't know what I needed and couldn't articulate, and yes, it's it was hard for everyone to be able to do that. Yeah, but we made it. We did make it. And look how much more relaxed we are about. Yeah, it. it's true. <laughs> hey, hey, smiles. <laughs> yeah, I think that's been good um Mm. i think we've found ways to connect or Mm -hmm. to like you know maintain a relationship beyond you know when we were child free in terms of you know we used to do lots of date nights and like things like that but Mm -hmm. you know we're just chat i think we're talking more than we ever did i feel like before kids you would be curled up on the tv sleeping on the couch it's true yeah we're i think we're much more connected than we were before wes yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been nice being able to kind of reconnect in that way. So it's yeah. been, been yeah. good, and um, hopefully, I think just the last piece for I mean, granted, Wes is going to change a lot, a lot, and mm-hmm. that'll be emotionally taxing, I'm sure, when he becomes more vocal and stubborn and will require a lot more effort. I know. I'm so worried because I I feel like he's going to be stubborn and I'm stubborn, and it's going to be be these like battles of the will. You know, and just. I mean, childcare has been good. I mean, we had a transition, um, mm-hmm. which I think has been pretty smooth. And yeah. then just thinking surprisingly about... smooth. I thought it was going to be a disaster. Me too. Um, just thinking about preschool next, about when we want to do that, and enroll one, when to enroll them, which is mm-hmm. apparently around mm-hmm. the new calendar years when you do that. And oh, okay. I mean, the the good news on that one is financially it will be cheaper than our current options. Oh, okay. So that's Yay. nice. Yay. I know. Is it weird that I'm excited about homework, even though I know homework these days isn't actually a good idea or, you know, it's not mm. recommended anymore. But for some reason, I'm really excited about Wes coming home with 
schoolwork and being able to help them out with those things. And I know it'll be exciting for maybe a week and then we'll get tired of trying to make him do his homework or his reading or whatever. But I'm really excited about those moments of teaching and learning. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me or observations? I guess, is there anything you're looking forward to in the next, in year two? I think, uh, now that he's more mobile, I'm, I'm been very excited about that because clearly he wanted to move and clearly it was upsetting him so much that he couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like language acquisition is mm -hmm. something I'm going to mm -hmm. be very excited yeah. about. Um, just in terms of all the things out there and um, yeah, I think that's just going to be really exciting about exposing him to different objects and mm -hmm. it's been a real pleasure ex uh, exposing him to foods. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah, language or reading together will be uh, the next kind of big, giant developmental milestone right. I'm looking forward right. to. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I mean, what goes through your head when you're thinking about a year ago today that we were had a less than 24-hour-old baby and in the hospital? And like, is there anything you would tell past Jason that you know now? I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I feel like Wes, I guess that every baby, what was, I'm still frustrated that I wasn't able to record Lucy's, like, saying of, like, being a parent, a good parent involves, like, being able to, like, discover what your, like, parenting isn't about teaching what your children what you should be doing, parenting is about discovering what your children are telling you. Yeah, do, yeah. Like, something like that, much yeah. more elegant way. Yeah. And so just, I remember just being really frustrated, particularly during those first three months, just with his eating challenges and his napping mm -hmm. challenges, and he was mm -hmm. crying all the time, probably because mm -hmm. they were, I'm sure, all interlinked. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that, just trying to do your best, and, you know, obviously we were taking him to the doctor for his, for his things, but just knowing that um, he's got to do your best and mm -hmm. <laughs> that most problems that will grow. I mean, we've been blessed that he's been neurotypical and mm -hmm. yeah. physically physically he's a little yeah I think I would tell myself even though I know I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to myself but just to try to breathe through it and not stress and actually believe that people when they say it gets easier because it does I feel like whenever someone said that I was like mm. does it really are you lying to me yeah and I guess I would also just Maybe talk about just it, it, to be more proactive about reaching out for help. I think mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard in the thick of things to not even know what you need, but right. just to reach out to be more proactive about yeah, reaching out to family, to friends, to mm -hmm. other peps folks of um, just to kind of overcome that hesitancy or that barrier, or just mm -hmm. just being like, hey, I need help, and not yeah. not when I desperately need help, but like right more just that support, which was hard and I've talked a lot about kind of my journey through through that but or being isolated as a stay-at-home dad but, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's gotten better or I've just been too busy to yeah feel that I don't know yeah I know I I feel like I always want to pay it forward somehow of people helping us and and then us helping other new parents uh 
and I so desperately want to pay it forward to Ashley and Adrian somehow, but yet I can't tell if they need help or maybe they don't need help, and well, I don't know. Yeah, it's been like I don't know if they they need that. Right, and I feel like kind of like us during the first month, like we didn't need that much help. I mean, mm-hmm. we needed help, but we had like my folks and yeah, your yeah, folks. And yeah, yeah. Just feel like there was a point. For, for us, anyways, just because Wes was so difficult, right around month mm-hmm. three is when we desperately needed, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. reinforcements, so. No, I was looking through our old, like, WhatsApp message board with our, our friends, and looking back, and I think it was August, September, when we were like, oh my god, <laughs> like, can someone help? And yeah. like, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. All right. Well, well, you're one, you're one down. Yeah, Wes. Um, hope you enjoy it. Yes. Uh, you are going to love being a mobile toddler, I think. Yeah. I think you are a, a little bundle of energy. So yeah. I'm looking forward to discovering what you I will know. present us. More of who you are and how you move and how you talk. I'm interested to see yeah, I'm really who you develop. Yeah, I'm seeing what, seeing yeah. what kind of chatterbox he's going to become. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be a chatterbox. But we'll yeah, see. Maybe he'll we'll not. Who knows? We love you regardless. Yeah, good night. Good night. All right, it's February the 14th. It's Valentine's Let's Day. Say happy 2018 Valentine's Day. Cheers. Uh, this particular wine we're drinking today is Shining Hill. It's a 2012 red wine from Red Mountain. Um, it's been sitting on our shelf for at least a couple of years, we think. <laughs> yes, it's bottled by Col Solare, um, and it is older than Wes and almost as old as our relationship. That's true. And we've been keeping it for a special occasion, but then it just kept sitting there. We need an excuse to open it. And today was Valentine's Day, and Jason just cooked a delicious meal. Can you tell me, tell us? what the meal was. It was um, fantastic. I was very excited. It is um, braised beef short rib with uh, pear relish um, is basically what it is. Um, but I modified it to take advantage of our sous vide. Mm-hmm. So it has been kind of braising at about 140 degrees in its own juices uh, for 48 hours. Yeah, so. it was perfect. And we decided to open this wonderful red wine to go with it, which just rounded out the meal. Yeah, it's been terrific. And I'm trying to remember when we bought this bottle of wine. You thought it was with... um... I thought it was when we went to... Well, it was definitely when we went to Eastern Washington, Mm -hmm. um, Richland, and went to a winery there. I'm pretty sure it was just you and me. And like we were checking out Red Mountain wineries, and we went to this one. And it was one of the first ones we went to. Mm -hmm. And they only served red wines and yes. super expensive red wines. Yes. And it was like they only did private tastings or for their wine club members only. But we but stumbled in on like a random day where they yeah, were. Yeah, where they were opening bottles to like the public. And yeah. so it felt very, I don't know, like VIP red wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got this expensive bottle of red wine. That's that we've true. been saving until this moment. Oh, that's a good segue. So we've talked about every drink we've consumed while we've been doing uh, these oral mm-hmm. histories. Tell mm-hmm. me about a favorite wine tasting memory. Uh, we've got a lot of great wine tasting memories. Oh, Tell me yeah. about one of your favorite wine tasting memories. 
or your earliest wine tasting memory with oh, you? Well, I have two that come to mind right away. My favorite by far, definitely favorite, was when we went wine tasting and horseback riding at the same time. So there's this place in Oregon, in the mm-hmm. Willamette Valley, and it was actually part of a surprise kind of weekend getaway that I think I planned. I think it was my planning, which is uh, unique because uh, usually it's Jason who plans all the fun date adventures. But uh, we had gotten into a pretty heated argument in the car driving on the way there. I don't even remember what it was about, um, but we were pretty angry at each other. And we get out of the car and we walk up to um, the barn where the horses were. And there was this, it was kind of like a bed and breakfast. I, I'm not sure there was a it, house it was next a, to the barn. It was a bed and breakfast right? with the barn. Mm-hmm. And we were down there because we were doing a grand tour of like your stomping grounds. Right, of Oregon. Because yeah. we we're going down to Corvallis to visit yeah. Oregon State. Um, in, in and Victor? on our way, yeah. and yes. Victor, and on our way was this horseback riding wine tour, which I felt like we had. Jason had never been on a horse before. I had never gone horseback riding. And I just thought that was somewhat criminal and we needed to expose him to that. Uh, So we went there and it was a Monday afternoon because you had like the holiday off and I wasn't working. So it was just some random Monday. And normally they were really busy on the weekends with people staying at their like in place. Um, but that Monday, it was just the two of us on this tour because no one else was there. Mm-hmm. It was really slow. And this kind of, gosh, he must have been in his late 60s, early 70s, like epitome of a cowboy. Like a legit cowboy. Yeah, yeah. with the cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Comes, you know, sashaying out of the barn. I think sauntering is the, sauntering. Like, is the cowboy word. Mm, sure. I like sachet. Um, but sauntering out of the barn maybe and uh, we got on the horses and they were um, Tennessee walking horses I believe so they have a really fun gait and Jason seemed a little bit uncomfortable just at first but then you seemed to acclimate what was your impression when you first got on do you remember I remember them being pretty big so I've, I've definitely seen other horses and like being from Eastern Washington, like I, you know, seen seen, seen different horses, horses yeah, yeah. but I've just never ridden one. Well, yeah. Um, so were you scared at all? I mean, just maybe just a, a touch nervous. Yeah. Just because like more just nervous because yeah. I kn- I knew enough about horses that you should be respect very them. respect yeah. respected. Like they can kick you and kill you. Right. Right. Kind of kind of thing. Both I think from the stories you've told and just like right. growing up with friends who had horses like mm-hmm. Weasel that like yeah. you like, yeah yeah yeah. Don't, don't spook horses, right, things right. like that, because like, they can kill you. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember we get on the horses, um, we get a little familiar with them, and we we take off, and uh, we're going, I can't remember if it was going to the first or between the first and second, but we were walking up the between the, the grapevines, mm-hmm. um, and the cowboy guy, who I can't remember his name, said like, oh, do you guys want to like trot at all? And I was like, well, yeah, I do. But like Jason's never ridden a horse. And I think that's when you said, well, they're a lot like a motorcycle (laughs) or something like that. Oh, yeah, they're just like big, dumb motorcycles. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And and you seemed very willing to try it out. So we started um, walking and then did like a very short canter. And it was so fun to be 
riding the horses in between the the grapevines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we went to three different wineries. Mm -hmm. um, And it was really nice because since it was just the two of us, we just kind of took our time and the... Um, the staff at the in the tasting rooms like gave us their full attention, and it was pretty good wine too, mm-hmm. um, and nice views of the kind of countryside there. Uh, and so, and then it was really fun because we bought some wine, and then we're like, "Wait, how are we going to carry this?" But cowboy, no worries. We got saddlebags where we could store your wine in between. Yeah, and I remember him saying like, "Oh yeah," and like sometimes people like buy boxes of wine and like he would go back and like pick them up if we bought more than like wow. than he yeah, could carry. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I think like as soon as we got on the horses, we totally forgot that we were mad at each other and just had such a good time that by the end of the adventure, we were pretty happy and content and maybe a little tipsy. Yeah, that was a really good time. Yeah, so that's probably my favorite. I'll let you share your favorite. I, I have a lot of really great memories. Like, I think our time down at Santa Barbara was really special, mm-hmm. but I can't identify like a very specific, a specific one. one. So I'll just go do a throwback one, which was like a classic Liesel one. Oh. When we went on the wine bus for the oh, first time. Oh, how can I forget? That was a wonderful experience. So this wasn't, so Liesel, who definitely didn't get on this little oral history thing. Yeah. Um, high school friend, we weren't really good friends in high school, but we, our college friendship blossomed when you know mm-hmm. and magical time when you're back for holidays or the summer and it's a random assortment of people that line up and match up and this is before facebook so you were definitely we're not in anyone's business but liesel and a couple other friends were good enough friends that we just like college summers so we just hang out and get hammered <laughs> Which was awesome. And Lisa likes to drink. Lisa likes to drink. Does not hold this back at it's all. It's true. She's she a true WSU right? woman. Yeah. Hard drinking WSU woman. Yeah. Um, so something that she had done, which was very impressive at the time, uh, was that she organized like a full, like full size bus, like a Greyhound size bus. And usually there were like 40 or 50 people mm-hmm. that she invited. Usually like friends like me, a lot of her, her Teacher, teacher friends, friends and just community friends, just random people, random yeah. people, yeah. And we'd go on like a half day journey, yeah, of um, wine tasting. It, yeah, and it was I think it was like four different. Went to like four. Um, very impressive because she like planned them all out. Mm-hmm. They were like usually in Prosser. Yeah, and then. When you get on the bus, like it's this party atmosphere, so there's tons of food. Oh yeah, what I didn't realize, I thought you just got on the bus, went to the different wineries, got off, you know, tasted some wine, get mm-hmm. back on. What I didn't realize when I got on, because Jason had gone once or twice before we went together. I went once. Once, with once Nick before, before with Nick, yeah. Was I got on, and all of a sudden, Liesel starts getting out these mimosas, and she's like, "This is how we start." And then I think on this after the first. Uh, tasting room, the first vineyard. Uh, then she like brings down these huge sub sandwiches and like more beer. Like every in between every stop was like another party on the bus, which you don't really need because like you're already drunk you're from drunk, like, like the wine you've been drinking. Wines. And so it was terrific. We it was great because um, I think it was the first time you had met Liesel. 
Yeah. I mean, so it's always very proud to say that any relationship that can survive the line bus yes. is, a, is a good relationship. Right. Because we sat next to a couple that like we were on a first date or a second date or something. And by the end, they were fighting, they were fighting and miserable and not talking to each other. Yeah. And I think he like made out with another girl on the bus, too. Good for, good for them. Good for you. Um, <laughs> and what you didn't realize, too, is when we first got on the bus, before anyone started drinking, everyone's kind of like quiet and reserved and kind of just it's in the chatting morning, with their too. friend. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah, early. yeah. Like a normal just kind of like, oh, we're on this bus. But by the end, almost everyone was wasted and just like yelling and shouting at each other and it was like fourth graders on a school bus at the end of the school year just like craziness it was so much fun yeah so great memory yeah um and i was super hungover all right that cause, right because you're like red <laughs> wine hungover yeah um but hat tip to lisa because that's a serious planning and undertaking and yeah. like she did great and she, I mean, maybe took it a little bit off the top, but it was less than $20 a person for, like, a bus. Yeah. Like, yeah. four hours of busing. Yeah. And it was, it was just, beautiful. It was beautiful. And she no longer does it, which is just yes. so sad. So. Um, Probably for the best, though. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and on our host, Anchor FM. Music used for this podcast includes Live Wire by Steve Combs, With a Whimper by Josh Woodward, and Olivia by Heisen. You can email us at halfthefunpodcast at gmail.com and send us voicemails through the Anchor FM app. You can check out more photos and commentary about this episode on our website, halfthefun.fun. That's halfthefun.fun. And like us on Facebook. Want to be on the show? Drop us a line. See you next week. <laughs>